Welcome to the Global River Church Discipleship Teaching of the Week. We hope you enjoy today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. You love them, right? Praise God. No greater love than this, Jesus said, that one would lay down his life for his friends. So we thank God for all the love that he's released to us, that unfathomable, un, the depths of the riches of that love that it says in Ephesians 3, you'll take all eternity to try to figure it out and you'll never get to the end of it. I don't think we really understand the depths of it. Praise God. Thank you all. Thank you all for being here tonight. Those joining by live stream, glad to have you all here. So many amazing things going on. Whew, Lord. Um, let me start with, uh, the, there was a really amazing prophetic word. Actually, Karen Clark forwarded to me on Sid Roth. Um, it's a prophetic word linked to what's going on right now with uh, the, I guess, the pre premature release of the dossier that uh, came out of the Supreme Court that Roe v. Wade, they, they released Samuel Alito, who is, it's interesting, his name's Samuel. Remember the prophet Samuel who was a judge? Well, he happens to also be this judge who came out and said Roe v. Wade will probably be struck down and put to the, to the, to the states. And, uh, but the prophetic word that was linked to that is um, we know that based on Proverbs 6 that anyone who sheds innocent blood is an abomination to the Lord. And, and so there's been a curse over the land. And as a result of that being undone, um, there's going to be a revival in 2022. These are two prophetic people that came out that gave one word in 2019, another one in 2021, that said when this is struck down, there'll be a revival and believes it's in year 2022, an unprecedented revival that all of a sudden evil will lift and there'll be a move and a, a, a move across the United States, which will then spread to the world. And we know from the prophetic words we've received about the Carolinas that Yay, and so you're here because you're going to help steward it. Yeah. Amen? And so we already know this, I don't know, 800, nine, almost 1,000 people signed up for camp meeting now um, here on Je July 21st through the 24th. So, what does that look like? I have no idea. Um, it's, uh, people are going to come. It's, it's not 24-7. There's a number of classes during the day. I, I met with uh, Parker Green today for lunch, and we kind of laid out, you know, we're we're following the breadcrumbs, you know. It's like, just Lord lead us, right? And as I shared uh, Sunday, the sermon I shared Sunday is out of uh, Joshua 3, right? Verse 4, it says, you've never been this way before, so follow the presence. Yeah. So, and then the week before, the Lord gave me this, the dangerous road to revival, that this is not the same time. And knowing the season, be very, very careful. There could be Ananias and Sapphira moments and uh, we just need to be aware of any defilements. Time to clean up and uh, ask the Lord what he told Joshua. Tell the people to consecrate themselves. And uh, so we want to do that and uh, ask the Lord to, to walk us in this journey. So a couple of questions that have been asked. Um, what about tonight? I know some of you who have been ministry team trained before, this is going to be, we are starting a refresher on it because we're going to be going deeper for example, um, based on everything we do, remember it says uh, a wise person sees what's coming and makes provision, makes, you know, protect, you know gets ready. And so if in reality the, all the things we've been praying about, 
if the miracles start breaking out and the thousands come from all over globally, um, you know, we've had prophetic words about them lined up around the building, so many people on the hill you couldn't even. So you have to be ready. And they'll be in front of you saying, and I'm going to give a couple of examples tonight of uh, people that have been brand new. We've had lots of Friday, just the two Friday nights, we've had people that are, um, they don't know much about the Lord at all. And they walk in here and they're brand new. And it's, you, you say, you have an opportunity for discipleship. So tonight in the ministry team training, we're going to start at least four Wednesdays now during this month. Then uh, the first Wednesday in June, we're going to do a quantum worship teaching. Mary Esther's going to do that. Because, you know, worship is high valued. We have to, you have to worship the king, right? So it's interesting that right smack dab in the middle of ministry team preparation, quantum worship. And then we're going to take uh, probably the remaining three Wednesdays in, Ju- in June, and we're going to equip you in deliverance ministry. So hang in there um, so that you're not... Um, shocked when someone manifests in front of you. And, uh, and those who've been on mission trips or been involved, you know that's uh, the first time you see that can be a little unnerving. Um, but we're going to make you less unnerved, right? Amen? Because you have authority. So tonight you should have a copy of this handout. And I don't know if we have enough now. Miss Pat will help me out. Does everybody have a copy of the Global River Church Ministry Training handout? We didn't have enough. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, couples can share, but Pat, if you could go make, make some more, praise the Lord, okay? And uh, over the next four weeks, I really want you to get this manual. Church cost is $15, but uh, I think there were some more out on the foyer there, so um, we can get some more if you need them. If you're here tonight, uh, this is important, if you're here tonight, uh, this is the current list of what we have as training records for those who have been through ministry team training in the past. Pastor Terry put this together. Um, if you're previously trained or you're here tonight and your name is not on the list, put your name on the list. There's some blank spots. And then check May 4th that you attended here so that uh, we're keeping a record. This is um, for insurance purposes. If you, we have a a, a we have a policy that protects those who are not ordained or not licensed counselors. It's called the trained lay advisor. If you will follow this program and you will come under the protocol of this training that we're doing and your name has listed that you've been through the training records, then if for some reason you gave counsel to someone and they sued you or sued the church, we have insurance policy that protects you and the church. So no Lone Rangers. I don't care what you've done as other ministries. I love all that, biblically based. But there's a practice. And when I used to have to defend General Electric in court uh, to all the depositions, the first thing they do is bring me your training records, bring me what they've experienced, and show me that they complied with your methodology. If not, you know. So we're just not trying to be sticklers. We've never been sued. We won't be sued because the devil doesn't win, right? And so... Um, anyway, so I just say that, that please, um, we're not, we, we like the method because it's worked. We've done it on multiple thousands in many different continents, and we've never gotten anybody hurt, and no one has gotten hurt in our ministry. Now, we've had some battles, but hey, praise the Lord. Okay, so that being said, um, we're going we're gonna to go through the manual during the next four weeks. Please read the manual. I realize 
Pastor Tom, you killed another tree, but um, there's, there's, there's information in here that will help us in the battlefield. So, so I'm going to start this around. Uh, do we have a pen somewhere? Uh, all right. Okay. And then uh, just find your name. If it's not there, put that on there. And then at the end, make sure Pastor Terry gets that back again. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what I did four years ago. Um, we've had different versions. This, um, there's probably some additions to it. Um, so I, I, you'll have to show me. I'm not sure exactly. Um, all right. This one, if you look through it, it's, it's got, we did add things like the uh, prophecy protocols in the back of the manual. How, how, do, we, how do we approach prophecy as a, as a group of believers? But it also has the manual for, uh, for salvation model. How do you lead someone to Christ? And so wh- well, how, what about deliverance? What's the biblical basis? You could be, when you start taking this to the streets, which I would encourage you to start doing that, um, you could be, be asked, well, is deliverance or healing for today? You should have a couple of scriptures that you can point to that says, yes, it's biblical. Let me show you. And so, um, again, this is part of the equipping. Someone give me a scripture about uh, the equipping. Someone have something in mind there. You're being equipped. Where is that? Ephesians yeah, 4, 11 and 12, right? It says that the... the Fivefold ministers are to equip the saints for the works of ministry. So if you're a saint, you have to be equipped. Amen? Praise God. Okay. Uh, so let's, um, let's open. I want you to kind of look at this. We're really in a, uh, in a rapid preparation mode right now. Every, every Friday night, there seems to be more people coming. How many were here Friday night? Right. Okay, about over half of you are here. Um, there's so many amazing testimonies of, we had a, a mom come, a wife come the first night. I don't know which church she's from. She came and got saved or at least encouraged. Then she brought her husband and five children, many of them adopted. They all got saved and they all got baptized. And if you see the, if you see, go, if you go on Saturate Globals, the one little, um, Miniature thing. Anyway, there's, where's Buckley? Buckley here? Oh, he's right there. He's video. Yeah, he's the video guy. And, and so um, he, he's been putting together these vignettes of what's happening. But just an incredible night. And uh, as we go forward, here's some questions you've been asked. Will we be part of the ministry team with Saturate? The, an, the answer is yes, eventually. We're working into it. So uh, you'll notice that they were modeling Friday night with their team how they do baptisms. Once they, I don't know of any ministry that I've ever visited with where the emphasis on baptism has been so amazing. And uh, Deanna shared this morning at prayer, intercessory prayer, that one of the young boys, I think he's 10, who was baptized in the tent in September, he told they were doing a study, the children were all asking, so why do we get wet? You know, why do we go in the water? And uh, so Nico and Diana were teaching them and explaining that's biblical. And the 10-year-old boy said, you know, I had this experience. I went in the water in the tent in September. And since that time, 
I have not had any tormenting dreams and I'm not afraid anymore. That's a, that's a deliverance of probably a generational spirit, something that, that so, and there's tons of, woo yikes. Um, there's tons of um, examples of that, right? When, you, when we baptized several over the last few months, um, I've, I've lost track now of how many hundreds that's been. Um, and you hear the screams of, of freedom that come out. So there's something about that in the process. But you'll notice Friday night when they came out of the water, they asked some of us, and I asked some of our team that's trained in deliverance, stand by, and their team would, list, would pull people out and then bring them to us to pray for it. Miss Addie and I prayed with a young man who was adopted from, uh, from Africa who had come here, he drove in from Fayetteville, saying, I have to get free. I have to get, get free of my torment. So look, I've been diagnosed with schizophrenia. My two other siblings also are on schizophrenia medication. So you, you start to say generational issue, right? Don't know the roots of that. And so we prayed with him. It was a, just a wonderful, receptive time of this man just receiving. Um, and so what's going to happen is as we proceed and build up to this, as you get equipped in the ministry, there will be times, especially... We'll, you'll end up, we, we decided that, uh, Parker said, we're going to end up with ministry team badges. So there'll probably be a saturate ministry team badge. And when we give you your badge, at some point we will equip you to go and be part of the ministry supporting what's happening. And certainly as you go out on the streets, the Thursday afternoon, six, is it 6 o'clock or 6.30, they're doing evangelism training. And so on Thursday nights in the great room, uh, you can come, and Shane Panther will be leading that. That's evangelism training to go out on the streets. And uh, you're going to want to be part of their what's called their ambassador program. So you can go online. I know some of you have been struggling with the electronics of that. But if you go to Saturate Global Ambassador Training, sign up to be an ambassador. There's a monthly training. Uh, there's some minor fee associated with that or a donation, but um, they'll get you equipping in ambassador training, evangelism training, which will then, you'll be a volunteer. If we have several thousand people here in July, we're going to need people to cook, clean, you know, clean bathrooms, park. We've got security all squared away. We have armed Marines coming for that yeah. session. That's good, right, Tracy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um, they'll, they'll take care of the crowd control. We've, uh, we're required by the fire marshal, if there's going to be over 1,000 people, you have to actually be certified and trained to the state uh, crowd, crowd control program. And Pastor Willie and I have completed that, and there's others that are doing it. So we're trying to meet all the uh, expectations so that we're there. Um, so you'll see emerging of this ministry, ministry manual with the equipping that they're doing under their ambassador program. And once you've signed up as an ambassador, you can also sign up as a volunteer, and they'll list a number of things, intercession, um, and there's a whole host of things we can volunteer. So all of it is we need people that are willing to put on a towel and wash feet, right? That's why Jesus modeled that for us. And so, so that's uh, kind of, in a nutshell, what we see coming. And we're just, we're just flying by the seat of our pants. Would you play, please pray for our neighbors? I got three um, not nice calls. At least one of them was really not nice, cursed me out, that the loud music and the loudness on Friday night. And so we're, we're going to do our best to, I've ordered some sound barriers. We're going to put up the canvas sides on one side of the tent. 
I think we're going to park the trucks and some other things over there, and we're going to do our best, right? Now, we're legal, and we have a permit, um, sound ordinance for outside city limits. You have to be 65 decibels at your boundary. We cranked it up, and the, and, uh, the boys checked that. And uh, so, but le being legal and being a good neighbor is two different things. We would love it to not annoy them, you know, when they said, we're getting this music in our living room. I said, praise God. And uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that, yeah, but you know that um, that doesn't always encourage some people, right? So, so uh, pray, for, for, pray for a transformation of the heart. We're going to do our best, but also at the same time, um, the last time we did it in the tent, we had some complaints when the tent was situated between the buildings. Some people came from there over from Sailor's Watch. So, all right, without further ado, uh, if you'll open uh, to the handout, the Global River Church Ministry Team handout, you'll see the Ephesians 4.12 statement there, you're being equipped. Um, so someone, in, maybe in your own words, tell me, what do you think the purpose of the ministry team is? What, so w what's going on here? Show the love of the Father. Amen. The... And the person who's leading that ministry is Holy Spirit led, right? He is the, he's the incarnate here in earth. He's in you. And so as you minister, you, you're going to need the Holy Spirit. So if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit over the next few weeks, we would love you to study that. We've preached it. We've taught it. Uh, there's some handouts there about baptism right on the credenza next to the books it says baptism in the holy spirit it gives you the scriptural basis of that um, but we've we've hit that pretty hard but if you are not baptized in the holy spirit you have to be you need to be it's biblical and you'll get the power and then you'll have become the witness right in uh, acts chapter one he says don't jesus said acts one four don't leave jerusalem until the father sends what i've told you about before and in Acts 1.8, he says, when he comes, you'll receive power and you'll become my witnesses to Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost. And so then Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 19, 11, it's just full of it. But if you've come from a denominational background or not, you may not have been taught that biblically. And so, and so we've, we've, anyway, I just want to encourage you because you can't be led by the Holy Spirit if he's not leading you <laughs> and you're not yielded because you can quench the Holy Spirit and you can grieve the Holy Spirit biblically. And so we don't want everyone to do that. Okay. So the purpose there is the ministry team is the Holy Spirit. We're the mouthpiece or the gloves on his hand. I love this analogy that um, if you think about it, what happens in a ministry session is the, the lead surgeon who's coming in to do heart surgery spiritually speaking, or maybe physically, all we are is the gloves on the surgeon's hands. And the gloves never tell the surgeon, don't do it that way. You just go with them. So, so the, this is being led by the Holy Spirit, praying in that, in, that, uh, in that vein, asking the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. So the process is being part of the process of salvation, healing, and deliverance. You actually are the ones that are helping to introduce the lost or the broken or the wanderers back into the family, and we love that. And the method is Jesus came to serve. So there is no task too menial. I love seeing our pastors out there in the heat yesterday, our sound guys moving garbage, picking up trash. Hey, 
We're here to serve. And so he then commanded us in that scripture. I, you, you know me. I love this scripture in Mark 16. When I um, became a pastor after resigning from General Electric, one of our lead elders, Chester, will remember this. I came here, and my first year um, after be leaving General Electric and trying to figure out what we were doing, I, I started reading the Gospel of Mark. And I got to Mark 16. If you've never read that and meditated on it for yourself, I encourage you to do that this week. Mark 16 says, it's, a, it's not the great suggestion, it's the great commandment of, the, it's the commission. It's the great commission. Go into all the world, make disciples of all men, and, and leading them, right? And so, but then there's a part that says, and there'll be a sign that will follow them that believe. So if you believe, and these signs, this is what convicted me. I'm a believer. I just, you know, quit my job and I'm here and, and I'm one year as a pastor and I'm like, I don't know that all this is happening. I don't see signs following. We were in that place. There was a, a dry spell. And it says, these signs will follow them that believe. Number one, they'll cast out demons in my name. He said, well, I don't do demons. Well, get used to doing demons. I don't do deliveries. <laughs> I don't do deliveries. Yeah. Well, the first one is cast out demons in my name. So there's something about the warfare side of this that says, I'm not afraid of the devil. You shouldn't be. And so then it goes on and says, they'll be able to handle deadly things without, without harm. Some translations say handle snakes or, or serpents without, we don't, we don't do that here, right? People have called up and said, do you do that snake thing? I said, only on Sunday nights. And <laughs> <laughs> no, but we don't. So we don't tempt the Lord thy God. But it, at the same time, it also says lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. So those three things, you should never be afraid of the devil. Never, because God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. He's given you power, love, and a sound mind, right? 2 Timothy 1, 7. So if you didn't get fear from the Lord, who'd you get it from? It's either brokenness or something else. And so there is no fear. Perfect love expels fear. If you're perfected in love, he says it in 1 John, if you are perfected in love, you cannot walk in fear. Now, the fear of the Lord, yes, the beginning of wisdom, but that fear of, of demons or something bad is going to happen, that spirit of dread, no, that's not for you. You have a big, big daddy, and he has a big, big army, and we have tested this in places, I'm telling you, when we didn't know if we were going to make it, right, Mama Addie, in the bush in Mozambique, and like... When we get back from that mission trip, Mama says, Pastor, I was up all night <laughs> praying. <laughs> Good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Anyway. So, so this is that place where he's commanded us to go. And what's the result? The last part of that is Jesus said, go and do these signs. They'll follow you. Now, if you didn't have enough reading to do, I would recommend on page two, um, this is the mandatory reading, the, the ministry manual. But I would re recommend turn off your Netflix and whatever else is consuming your hours of the week right now and spend the next four weeks really diving. Because I promise you, if you will do this, something will transition. And if you go through a consecutive reading, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, just take a book a week or maybe two, you know, there are four or five chapters um, and read through that and meditate on it um, by the end of this, the equipping and the impartation um, is going to be wonderful. And then you mix that with Friday night revivals, and it's like, woohoo! 
What's going to happen with people that know the word and are fighting forward? And golly, come on. Because there's, there's a, I, I said this this morning. When I worked for the nuclear business, General Electric submarine stuff, one of the things we had to, I was environmental health and safety. One of the things you have to worry about when you have uh, highly enriched uranium, you got to separate the uranium because if you get too much of the highly enriched uranium together, it goes super critical and you cannot control it. So think of that in the spirit realm. If we get some super critical, I don't mean critical Christians, but you know what I mean. On fire Christians, yeah. When you are on fire as a super critical, yay God, and we get enough of them together in one spot, it goes, whew, right? Because the, and so that's, that's what happens in revival. There's such a pullback of the, of the veil that God just releases an anointing. That's why that prophecy on habitation versus visitation, the manifest presence I talked about Sunday. The, there's a difference between the omnipresence of God and the manifest presence of God. When he is, he's here. And we're, the, the lost are aware what is going on here, right? And it makes the, the they jump in the boat, right, Pastor Willie? The fish jump in the boat. It's amazing. You know, yeah, wow. Okay. So I would encourage you to read that. All right. I'll ask you to read the, the remaining two pages of that. And then Pastor Terry has put the outline together, which is a summary of the ministry manual. And you can kind of look at that as you can look at, at going back and say, yep, that's what chapter one, that was uh, module number one, two, three, four. So what I'd like to do is... Um, Let's go through some protocols. Now, some of you, I know we're in all different places. Some of you are really comfortable leading people to Christ. Um, you're bold. Others are like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. Um, we want you to become more comfortable, but it's in your style. So um, I'm going to ask Brother Doug to come off the camera. And um, Doug's going to lead me to Christ. Okay, it's good if your pastor gets saved, right? Yeah. That'd be really good, right? Uh, yeah. So about four or five weeks ago, we, hand, we talked about the gifts of the Spirit, and then we handed out the um, gift tests. And so you, you, you should have all gotten, if you were here, you all got a copy of the gift test. When, when you look at people's um, personalities and they're kind of where they, where they burn, Doug is an evangelist. Now, I remember this guy, how long have you been here? Five years? Six years? Yeah. yeah. Seven, seven. seven years. This was a rough dude when he first came here in our halfway house. He's got a story. And, uh, but when I look at the progressive growth and how now married to Lisa, and that was an interesting prayer request when he first came. I want to get him in. Wow. He gave Doug just the right woman. <laughs> right? God does that kind of stuff, right? And so, but you look at the, the growth from darkness to now a warrior for evangelism. So whether you're in the gym, in your skivvies, or you're at the car wash, Doug is going to find you. So I'm going to be at the car wash, okay? Let's just, I don't, I don't want any bad pictures here. So I'm in the car wash, and I'm, and I'm, wa I'm washing my car, and Doug gets opportunities. Hello there. The Lord has led me over here to talk to you. Who led you here? God led me over here to talk to you. Okay. 
He wants, he wants to know if you know him. Test one. There you go. Um, well, um, I've been in church before. Church? Do you have a relationship? Or are you living religion? Well, I don't go to church now. You don't go to church now? No, no. Then how do you talk to God? Mm, well, when I, if I get worried or I need something, I, you know, I, I, I might pray. Yeah. So you bought whole prayers? Say it again. Foxhole prayers. Foxhole prayer. Yeah. 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 Help me, Lord, now. Yeah. Yeah, I do yeah, that. Yeah, and I'll yeah. do this for you. Yeah. If you just help me. Yeah. But then yeah. He, he, he answers your prayer. Then what do you do after that? Oh, well, I guess I'm happy. You know? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, he wants to have a relationship with you. Do you want to have a relationship with him? I'd like... I'd like to know God, yeah. Well, you know, it tells us in the Holy Bible that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Do you know Jesus Christ? I think so. Who is Jesus Christ? He was a great, great teacher, man. The Bible's got great stories. But, you know, I, I've done a lot of bad things, and uh, I'm not sure he really... I don't think he likes me too much. Well, you know, he died for your sins. Yeah. Tells us in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth upon him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's awesome. Would you like to have that? I would. I'd like to have everlasting life. Okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to repeat after me. Yeah. Father God. Father God. Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you rose from the grave on the third day. I believe that you rose from the grave on the third day. And I believe that you sit at the right hand. And I believe that you sit at the right hand. Of the throne of God. At the throne of God. Today. Today. Father God, Father God, Lord Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus Christ, I ask you to baptize me. I ask you to baptize me in the Holy Spirit. In the Holy Spirit, and that from this day forward, in this day forward, whatever I do, whatever I do, whatever I look at, whatever I look at, whatever I listen to, whatever I listen to, whatever I talk about, whatever I talk about, I will glorify your name. I will glorify your name to the end of my days. To the end of my days and beyond. And beyond. Amen. Amen. That's good. Yay. Praise God. If I wasn't saved, I would be sold. <laughs> Notice that um, when we get to the process, you, you put whatever is comfortable with yours, but it's the first step is the interview. Hey, and you know, Doug's this big guy, right? So you're like, I better know Jesus because I don't know what this guy might do, right? But, but so... So what you want to do, like my daughter Katie, she'll fly under the radar. You know, there's just like, and so you get comfortable with your approach. It's, they call that step one is the interview. So, hey, how are you? Where have you been? What you doing? How's your life going? It's kind of like the icebreaker. It's like if you're meeting someone for the first time, 
You're gonna have a, a method by which you do it. And, and they'll know the love of God. They'll know love coming off you, right? And so, so in that salvation process, get comfortable and then just know a few scriptures. The John 3.16 scripture is a good one. The Roman, Doug talks about the Romans road. Romans 10, 9, and 10, which is, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the mouth confession is made and with the heart belief. And so when I got led to the Lord after my daughter's healing, um, the man who was leading our small, the small group who led my wife to the Lord came to the house and uh, he told me, he said, are you ready to give it up? And that's, that, I was, and he led me down the Romans road. And I knew instantly something had shifted. And so, but don't necessarily look for signs as much as the word will accomplish what it is sent to do, right? So, okay. So, I'm gonna invite Pastor Terry up. Um, Pastor Terry, come on up. And if you'll open in your ministry manuals, to the first module. Thank you. Um, what, uh, what, what are we doing this manual for? So the purpose of the training manual, if you look on page one, 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 we're gonna give you the tools that you need, but we're also gonna give you the boundaries of what not to do, what is the boundaries of the ministry? So in pa- module, if you'll notice the page in the bottom, one, one, introduction, equipping God's people to do the works. And then the purpose, yeah, this manual, right here, right? Um, so module one, one, page one, one, it says, the basic practical things, and uh, we've talked some about the Holy Spirit leading you, and then. Well, what, what, should, what should you not do? Yeah, I mean, okay, so. In the protocol of leading in ministry, there are several things that, one, we don't want you to do. Um, Recognize, and by the way, we did have, this is experience of people in the past who have gotten offended while people are doing ministry. Let me just give you some of those offense stories. Um, When you're praying for people, like on Sunday mornings, if you're on the ministry team up here or you're out in the tent, or when we're out in the mission field, and you might have 10 or 20 people standing in front of you coming for prayer. Or when it's the lovely chaos, like you see on Friday nights, where all of a sudden, you know, there's people being baptized, there's people being prayed for over here, there's people laid out, and so here's some things you don't do. Do not push people down. The Holy Spirit does not need any help. That's right. And you're not more spiritual when someone's laying on the floor, okay? because that, I, I've had people get turned off, actually have left the church as a result. They're brand new believers. They come in and say, this is all new to me. And then there's people pushing my head down. And put, don't, don't do that. And if our, I have, I've told people before, well, don't let that. This person actually left, drove away, came from another state, and then left because of that event. Got pushed down twice. And so they, she called me. I, I called her back, and I said, so what, what happened? She goes, Pastor, I'm, I'm a new believer. I, I'm brand new to this, and I don't know anything really about what's happening, but I will tell you, I really felt everything. It was beautiful, but then I got pushed down, and that just turned me off, and I left. I said, well, here's a principle. Um, eat the meat and spit out the bones. 
right? Eat the meat, spit out the bone. There's going to be stuff. And what I tried to cover on Sunday is if you get offended by the move of the Holy Spirit, challenge the offense. Well, I've never seen that before. So you've seen everything God's done before? It sounds like pride to me, you know? So be careful, right? Because there's a warning about critical, uh, being critical of the Holy Spirit's move. We can look at Matthew chapter 12 if you want on that one. Jesus says, don't blaspheme the Holy Ghost. You can say whatever you want about me, Jesus says, but the Holy Ghost. So there's times when we're in there and say, man, this, this doesn't look like anything. This is God. It looks like it's out of control. There's people on the ground. They're rolling around. and Yeah, that's awesome. Look at Acts chapter 2. And in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit falls in Pentecost, there are four categories of people that are listed in Acts chapter two. There's the ones that are like, oh, wow, and the Galileans who don't know the language of all the people that came to Jerusalem for the festival are being told the kingdom in their own language by these simple fishermen who know, don't know the language. And they're saying, how do they know this? And they're giving the same message of the kingdom. So they're like, wow. So there's the, the wow factor. But then there's the, those who are the mockers. Those people, you know, um, if you ever get, um, how do I say this? My wife always says, you're not blasted, not schnockered in the spirit. It's, you, you get impacted by the Holy Ghost. And you're on the floor, you're feeling woozy. Um, yeah, so they said, these, these people are drunk. At nine o'clock, and the response was, at nine o'clock in the morning? <laughs> No, but there is a response when the Holy Spirit comes and touches natural flesh. You may fall out, you may shake. If you read my book, um, people said, well, the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. <laughs> oh, really? Um, he broke my glasses, I got rug burned. But it's, at that moment, there's something shifted. The, the soul man was completely, completely filled at that moment with the Holy Spirit. And that night we saw the greatest miracles I had ever witnessed at that point. The lame walked, the blind saw, tumors disappeared. And if that's what it takes, come on, Lord, do it, right? And so there's this, this woo yeah. So, so the point is, on that, there's people that'll be amazed, there's the mockers, there are those that shocked, and there's those that are perplexed. And so when the Holy Spirit's moving in a, in a session like we're seeing every Friday night, you're gonna have three things manifesting. One, the Holy Spirit's manifesting. People are getting, they're crying, their hearts are being healed, there's the demons being cast out, and it's like the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is here. But you're also gonna have the flesh. There are gonna be those that are like, everybody's falling down, I guess I'm supposed to fall down, so let me fall down. And so we call that a cooperation. <laughs> um, and, and that's okay, when the grandkids are at my house and they're, they're, the two-year-old is following the four-year-old, just being kids, it's okay. Let them have some fun. But that's still the flesh, right? And so, and then you, got, then you got the demonic. And the demonic will manifest. And we've had it every Friday night. They're manifesting. They're screaming. They're running. They're feeling sick. Um, yeah. So, so how to pastor, how does a ministry team pastor in the midst of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost? By discernment, by wisdom, by understanding of revelation. James 1.5 says, if you lack wisdom, ask God. God, what, what is that? Sometimes it's obvious. You know, we had a person a while back during ministry 
time worship, the Holy Spirit fell, he landed right there and was pulling his hair out, banging his head on the ground, and it didn't take a rocket science, says, that's not the Holy Ghost, right? That's a demon, and sure enough, we picked him up, we got him out into the prayer room, we asked the Holy Spirit to bring the human personality back, he came back and said, what, what just happened to me? Uh, didn't, was not aware. Most, half the time, people are not aware what happened. And so we interviewed him, said, listen, um, do you know what just happened? He goes, man, all I, all I know is I got tormented and I am, now I'm here. And said, so, well, and we explained, and he, he, he then explained to us privately, we don't want to make a spectacle of this. This is not something we're going to go video, and we don't need all the, wow, look at that, and they're foaming at the mouth. No, we don't need that, right? Let's respect their privacy. And then Matthew 12 talks about the dangers of doing deliverance on someone that is not willing or prepared. Matthew 12 says, seven worse. That familiar spirit will try to come back. And we've had a couple of examples of people came to the church, followed the Holy Spirit, got saved, got baptized, went along for a season, and then the devil took cover until a later date, and then they reopened the door, and it was ugly, extremely ugly. So this is not some kind of a game. So when we're doing deliverance ministry, we wanna, we wanna have, have the Holy Spirit involved, but we also want the human will to be engaged, yeah. right? And so they have to choose, and they have to be willing to close the doors. You mean, I gotta stop sleeping with my spouse? Or my, my, no, my spouse. I gotta stop sleeping with my girlfriend, my boyfriend? I gotta stop doing drugs? No. I, I'm an alcoholic and I want to just be able to control it. No. You got to shut the door. And if he's not the Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. And so we will not do ministry. So don't jump into a deliverance ministry on someone that is not engaged with their free will. But I will tell you this, a human personality engaged with the Holy Spirit, there's no demon in hell that can stop this. Look at the example in Mark chapter 5. The demoniac, what, 6,000 demons? When Jesus gets out of the boat, that man with all the demons runs to the feet of Jesus. The demons could not stop him from getting to the feet of Jesus. And so, so anyway, so I just encourage you that um, don't jump into doing that kind of ministry until this preparation, that's part of the model. So what are some of the other things we don't do? We don't push down. Don't speak in tongues, right? Now, I understand you speak in tongues and you get comfortable in this environment doing that and we regularly, but when you're out ministering like that, you will turn, you can turn someone off. Like, what, what are you doing? What is that? Is that, I don't, you know, because there are denominations that will, um, they'll say that that's forbidden. It doesn't happen anymore. And so we don't know their background. So you can speak in tongues quietly to yourself if you're trying, Lord, I don't know what to do right now. I need your wisdom. But then don't, don't make a spectacle of that or don't be, bring that into the picture until you understand where they're at. You could ask them, are, are, would you be comfortable with me speaking in tongues? What is that? And you get them off track. So, so our, as a general approach, don't, don't do that. Um, have good breath. If you've had garlic for dinner, it's simple. You, you ever pray with somebody? It's like, good Lord. Yes. There's no demons around here. That garlic has got all of them out of here. <laughs> Woo! And it's like, I'm so fec- affected by that. It's like, so have good breath, you know? Take a shower, you know? <laughs> anyway, anyway. I'm just being practical, right? It's like, um, and so then watch where you place your hands. We've had people 
leave or get in trouble. Um, so generally, if you're in a tense, if you're in a large setting, it may not be practical, but you ought to have men on men praying, women on women praying, or at least when we do ministry together, we have a man and a woman present as a ministry team two by two. James? Yeah, no, I, I'm really talking about um, you, your hygiene, but those that are homeless, or whatever, don't worry about that at all. Yeah, it's really, it's, as a ministry team, you're prepared. Um, but like, for example, when the first night that somebody got saved in, on Friday night, came, got saved, baptized in water, baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, um, he, um, there was, yeah, the, Needed some hygiene, yeah, yeah, but it was okay. The Lord loves it. He, he, you know. So, so it's really for us now. As far as where you place your hands, um, be careful in the know the culture you're in. When we we would minister in India, you never want to touch someone in that culture on their head. So you need to know culturally where you're at and culturally who's in front of you. We have 11 different Spanish nations in our church. We have others that are coming from different places of the world. So culturally, we want to, you know, part of the interview process, so, so where are you from? And if you're not sure, be careful. Ask them, would it be all right if I place my hand on your shoulder right now? Yeah, that's fine. But be careful. We've had, um, we've had men touch a woman on the front here, and the woman gets very offended. And in some cultures, that is really not good. People of other faith. So you can ask, would it be all right if I... Um, if I, if I touched your head. Well, you would never want to do that to a Hindu. So again, understanding culturally what I'm at, and, and part of it is just being polite. Can I, can I, would it be all right with you? Because the Bible says um, laying on of hands, right? If, if two or three would agree is touching. So some people, you know, if they've been abused or broken, I remember us ministering in Santarém on the Amazon in Brazil, and that, that place, there was so much incest, sexual abuse, and rape in that culture. In fact, there was a, there was a, they had a coliseum that you could go and do sexual things for four days with anybody, married or unmarried. The place was absolutely disgusting. There were, there were used condoms on the playground. I said, where in the world are we? And we, I would, we would come to lay hands on a woman and they'd recoil. Says, oh, you don't understand. There's so much broken abuse here. So pay attention and be, be aware, be sensitive. If they don't want to be touched or they feel violated, by, don't do it. Let the Holy Ghost do it. And so part of this is just being sensitive because you're showing love and you don't need to force what you're doing on a person who's going to receive love, right? The Holy Spirit will modify. He'll do, a, he'll do an amazing work. So those are some of the don't, don't do's. Um, next question, Terry. Okay, I, let, me, uh, let me tell you one time... I'm, I'm gonna, I just brought something up to me. One time I was in a line to be prayed for, and the pastor blew on me with bad breath. <laughs> wasn't me, was it? No. Oh, praise God. It was, uh, it was uh, the Heshav, and I, lo- I love him, but uh, he, uh, he had bad breath, so be careful. <laughs> so a lot of times people just have mints in their pocket. Yeah. So when they, when they minister to people, they chew the mints. 
<laughs> That's one thing. Okay, what's the most important value or the outcome of, prayer, of a prayer ministry? Number three, uh, that you guys, remember we went through a whole series on um, what was part of 1 Corinthians 13, the definition of love, patient, kind, right? Does not keep records of wrong. So the most important thing that happens in any ministry, whether you don't go there, I'm gonna get a scalp. I've got, I got five salvations this week. Well, really, okay. But did they, get, did they know you love them, <laughs> right? So if you never accomplish the, what your end goal is, because remember, one, one plants, one waters, and another harvest. So you may be the planter. But if they walk away knowing that you love them, that you've accomplished, they know that your relationship with Christ brought a love picture into them at that moment, that is an accomplishment right there. So that's really our goal, right? It's not how many scalps we get, how many salvations, and that's not the motive. It's because he says, if you read 1 Corinthians 13, you can do everything, you can give your body to be burned, you can speak with tongues like ain't, but if you don't have love, you get zero credit, nada. Is that how you say it? Nada, right? Nothing, okay. Okay, I got, I got some, uh, Tracy showed me the uh, sign-up sheet. Make sure you have signed the right, but we got people to sign the 11th. Four people have already signed on the 11th. That means you're gonna be here next week. <laughs> There's a, when you, when there's you look at the lines. sign up sheet, there's a, there's columns of four dates. So you want to put it, a check mark. Today is the fourth. So make sure that you have signed up correctly mm-hmm. and you get your name down in the right place. Okay, good. Okay. What's the object of the ministry team? Why do we have it? Okay. Turn to page two, two module, page two, two team expectations and character. We've kind of hit it pretty hard, but the love is the first and foremost. Laying aside any particular agenda, we're just here. We're here to help. So I want to give you a compliment. When I met with uh, Parker today, he said, you know, we've, we're kind of overwhelmed with your body. We've never experienced what you guys do. How you just jumped in and like, I said, well, do you have any complaints? He goes, no. <laughs> And so I just want to thank you, um, all the volunteers, those putting up tents, taking down tents, and, and just ministering. Uh, so that, that's amazing, especially when you hear some of the struggles they've had in other places. And so we, we want to continue. So that's in that module, which is serving, which is uh, be a servant cheerfully. If you're having a bad day and you're carrying some something, you don't have to minister, right? Um, or you got something going on in your lifestyle. You've had a struggle that's going on. It's really okay to say, look, tell one of your leaders, I said, is it all right if I sit out this one? I'm, I'm not in, I, I need ministry myself. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's really okay, and that's a mature part. We do that for all of our ministries, someone on worship team, children's ministry. So it's really okay to say, look, I, I need to, to step away at this moment. The servant's heart, the bottom of page 2-2, humility. Um, that whole business of arrogance, you know, it, don't, don't let that happen. Freedom, faithfulness, and a willing to continue in ministry sacrificially. Um, teachable spirit, 
We're gonna all learn stuff. We, I mean, we're learning all the time. So, so be teachable and willing to accept correction. One of the tests that you'll find is if, um, if you're not ministering in accordance with what the leadership is doing and the expectation and you get spoken to, you don't have to get offended. That's the spirit of rejection. That's, that's not a teachable spirit. Um, lifestyle, look at the bottom there. Personal intimacy with Christ. I can't encourage more then you have to have your own personal time with Jesus. If you're not spending time with Jesus every day, you personally, get into some form of routine. If you're a morning person, get up in the morning and spend time with Jesus. If you're a night person, spend time with Jesus. Make it so personal that you just love on him. Just put on music, journal, read scripture. Do, get in a routine. If you're, if you're married, you have a spouse or a roommate, that, you're, that you just get together and, and be in that place with the Lord. From that place, you'll grow. It's amazing what will happen. So you have to cultivate that lifestyle uh, for personal intimacy. If you don't have it, it's gonna be really hard to minister out in the public. Character, on page 2-4, talks about maturity and character. Your gifts will make room for you, but your character has to support it. If you lie, cheat, steal, or you got dark secrets, something, you can, you'll continue for a while. The Lord will honor his name, but you will crash and burn. I can give you so many stories of that. That is, um, so um, let the character, let's, that's that part where you've never traveled this way before. Remember Sunday's message? So find the defilements. It says, sanctify yourself. It's like, that means look at what you're, you're watching, look at what you're, reading, look at what you're thinking, and behave accordingly, right? So that's, that's character. Um, personal finances, E there. You ought to be managing all that's happening in your life. If you've got personal fears, if you've got torments that are happening, you've got lustful, sexual things that are going on in your life, get to another prayer ministry and deal with it. So, but we need to be careful because when you're ministering, if you have any open doors yourself and you start ministering, that spirit that you're ministering to can jump on you. And we've seen examples of that, some frightening examples uh, that happened when we were in Brazil. I had a man come to prayer ministry um, and he did not want to deal with all of his prior sins. He said, man, I'm not dealing with all that. And he didn't open the door and deal with all of his pre-Jesus stuff. And so, and then his prayer partner, as the Holy Spirit would have it, she got offended with one of the women on the ministry team. So we're in Brazil, after 10 days of lack of sleep and ministry, it'll test your flesh. You'll find out what kind of character's there. It'll push your button. And uh, so these two women are fighting with each other, arguing, I'm about ready to go to this place that is this really heavy duty witchcraft. So I took the two women together. I said, look, I don't know what's going on with you two, but I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to exercise pastoral authority, and you're both going to sit in your hotel room tonight, and you're not going. I don't care how much money you spend on this trip, and if you continue, I'll send you home tomorrow. Yeah. And they, been, they said, okay. And so the one was genuine. She repented. The other one mouthed it. That happened to be lined up to the man who went to ministry who didn't deal with all of his hidden stuff. So the two of them are there, and then... Randy Clark, we don't do this much now that I know of, 
We had some, that place when we walked into Santa Rame and we saw all this stuff, there was a couple having sex on the front lawn of the hotel. I'm going, what in that, where is this place that we're now ministering to? And that's when they told us, this is bad, it's, it's one of these festivals. So we started praying, Lord, shut this festival down. We arrive when they're gonna do the four day festival of all that stuff. So we prayed, it rained monsoons, and they shut down the conference, the Coliseum. They didn't do it. But we're now ministering in this church of 3,000, and Randy gets the report, so he says, so before we preach the gospel, before we give all the information of, you know, don't mix Christianity and witchcraft, and you gotta close, the first thing we're gonna do is he's gonna take on the darkness. So he gets up, and the first night, there's a team, we got about 70, and I think there's like 16 or 20 from our team that are gonna do the deliverance. And Randy engages the darkness. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over witchcraft. In that room, some of you were there. In that room, I, I don't know, I guesstimate several hundred hit the ground at one moment, foaming at the mouth, doing all sorts of crazy. And then my team looked at me like, you didn't tell us this was going to happen. I said, do triage. Go find the ones that are hurting themselves. Do triage and bring them to the back rooms and minister two by two. Well, this couple ministry team member, the two that are now, one's offended, operating in a fence, and the other one's got secret stuff going on. They now get in front of this person, this woman, and that spirit jumps off them, and it's like Mary Esther, she is turning blue. The demon has got her around the throat like this. And they come, the, the poor guy, the, the ministry support, he's trying to cut her free, and it's not listening. So they come running to get me. He says, Pastor Tom, so-and-so, is she's going to die. And I said, what? So I run in there, and sure enough, in the name of Jesus, I cut you free right now. And the demon lets go, and she's like, I'm saying, it so happened I brought my prayer partner with me, was the woman she's offended with. And she goes, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm not, I'm not going to, I repent, I'm not, I don't want to be mad at you anymore. And then I turn to the guy, and the spirit of fear is all over him. He is... He is talking crazy. We got we to get a gun. We, get, we, we, we got a gun. They're going to get us. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna get us. And I'm like, okay. And we're praying all night long. We're supposed to fly out the next morning. And no, he made the first flight. He missed the flight when we got to the U.S. But so all night long, he's awake with his, with his uh, roommate praying for peace. They didn't get any peace at all. It just so happened the, the, the Holy Spirit sat me down in the plane. We got a plane of, you know, there's probably 70 people flying out of Santa Rame. And the Lord set me next to him. And I'm like, Lord, I'm going to bring this guy back. He's a businessman in town. I can't give him back to his family like this. It looks like he's having a nervous breakdown. This is crazy. God, what are you going to, Lord, we got help, help, Lord. He's not responding to any prayer. What's going on here? Because the door is open. When we fly out of the, out of the airspace of Santa Rame, and he's there in his chair, and all of a sudden he goes, falls back in his seat, and he goes, it's gone. It's gone. I said, Lord, what is that? He goes, territorial spirit. Could not leave. Remember when he cast the demons out of the pigs? Don't send us away. We have authority here for the sin of men and women in this region. This is our territory. And so... Note to self, territorial spirits are real. Go read the book of Daniel, right? right? And so, so what's the point? You don't want to have any open doors. That lifestyle is a real deal. If you think you can wink at your sin and then go minister, don't do it. Okay, so those are the things you want to look at guidelines as far as that. Okay, 
Next question. What expectations do the leadership have for the team members? So that's part of the character there, 2-3, but let's turn to uh, 2-5 and 2-6. You'll notice when we were ministering the tent uh, during Palm Sunday and uh, Pastor Cedric and Latoya were there, and man, you notice we're running all around trying to get behind them, right? One is I don't want any of the sheep to get hurt because we had a a bad experience in... um, where were we? Resistencia, Argentina, where a 350-pound man fell on a 110-pound woman and broke her nose so badly. I'm not kidding. Miss Addie was there. The blood puddle was like this. I'm up front ministering. I'm, I'm like clueless. And they're, they're calling the ambulance. we got to get a doctor. They're trying to stop the bleeding. And, and I don't know what's going on. We didn't have any catchers. The Holy Spirit, I, I was so enthusiastic. Come on, Holy Ghost, come down. And they're falling out all over. And boom. And it's like... Yeah, that was the last time I did not bind injuries, okay? But Miss Addie comes over, Lord, I love this. The nose was over here. The ambulance is coming with the doctor. They got, they got the, they're trying to clean up the blood. The poor ministry lead for the country said, oh my gosh, we're going to get sued. You guys don't know what you're doing. Oh my Lord. And Miss, Miss Addie prays. That's what, <laughs> and the Lord, what happened? The nose moved back in place. All the bruising and the black eyes went away, right there, right there, right? The doctor arrives. So then I get the word. The doctor arrives. He looks and he goes, why'd you call me? Put some ice on it. So note to self, one of the expectations is, especially those now, we don't want anybody getting hurt. So if you're little, don't try to catch, get some help if you got a big person there. And so have a catcher when you're praying one, let me demonstrate this to Terry. Um, I understand we don't want to touch people in the wrong place, but you can let them know that there's somebody here. Just gently touch the back, right? So if someone's praying for them and you're agreeing, just let them know that you're here. And then there's a proper way. Kind of fall back, Terry. You don't trust me, Terry. We need, we need to do that lifeboat exit. Wow, this is... Anyway. I'm, they'd have somebody else. Come on, Megan. Come on. <laughs> All right. So there, she's praying. Then she comes under the power of the Holy Spirit. You can just, again, be careful where you're grabbing a woman when you're letting her down. But just, and if you need help, get someone to help you. Yeah. But there's a, there's a place there where just practically let the person know. And they don't always fall back. Sometimes they fall forward. These characters go every which direction. <laughs> You got to be careful. You got to have them surrounded. And so, um, so the, my point is, um, when you're laying on hands, be careful. You know, when, when a person's falling back, be careful where you're. That's why you want to have others helping you in the process, right? Yeah. And so, um, that just goes along with the same gender policy we've talked about. All right. Okay. What uh, are the? I, I guess we're skipping over. Get page three. Mm-hmm. What are the prayer guidelines to consider? Okay. Turn with me to page 3-1. We've already hit this pretty hard, but be a channel of the love of God and comfort and power. And then I've listed some scriptures here, some that you can look at. So 3-1, module 3-1 and 3-2. You want to be prayed up before you come. Be in a place where you've entered in already. I don't know about you, but before I minister, 
Um, I asked, I do an inventory. Lord, is there anything that I need to be aware of? Is there anything that, any sins of omission or commission? I need to be prepared to what I'm gonna minister. So, Lord, search my heart to see if there be anything unclean in me. And then I regularly pray, regularly pray, Holy Spirit, would you possess me for the purposes that you have for today? What do your people need? What are you setting up? What's your timetable? How do you wanna do this? There's that surrendered availability, right? And so I just wanna encourage you to be in that place of, of uh, the prayer guidelines are, don't do anything. Look at the top of page three, two. Don't do anything to quench the spirit. And again, that's where pushing people down or doing something that, um, and yet you test the spirit, we know that in 1 Thessalonians. All right, page three, three. Spiritual warfare. You're gonna, when you start ministering, you will find that you can come up against darkness, right? And so it's kind of that analogy where the enemy only guards important topics. So if you're over a target and you're getting flack, you know you're over some valuable targets, right? The enemy doesn't protect non-valuable targets. So, so when you're ministering, don't be surprised, especially, example, let's say that um, you're praying and you're ministering to someone and all of a sudden you start to feel this heavy, slimy, oh, what is that? Well, pay attention. That's probably witchcraft. There's something going on and that person you're praying for, there's a, there's a spirit that's operating here. It could be a spirit of lust. All of a sudden it's like, what in the world is that? So pay attention. Remember, if you've been here any, <laughs> Hebrews 5.14. A mature believer has trained themselves by reason of use to discern good and evil, right? This is a learned skill, pay attention. How do you sense the Holy Spirit? How do you know the Holy Spirit's speaking to you? How does he communicate to you? Does the hair stand up on the back of your head? Does, do you get the shakes? Do you, what, how, do you get electrocuted? Pay attention. Holy Spirit's talking right now, but also pay attention I'm sensing right now darkness. I remember we were in uh, Belém, Brazil, and I walked up to a warlock who came in and interviewed by our team. He says, I'm a warlock, I've been blood sacrificed, but I've come here to get set free. When I walked up to him, the temperature in the Amazon, 100% humidity, we're all sweating. This guy is in a three-piece suit, cold, and the temperature dropped three or four degrees when I got next to him. Black eyes, I said, there is death all over this guy. And the Lord had warned me, he said, be careful. Some of them come to have a born-again believer cast demons out of them so they can get seven more and be more powerful. And we never ministered to that guy. In fact, that's the guy who eventually ended up cursing our team and some of our translators from Brazil got sick and then put a curse on Pat's husband, Phil, tried to cause a heart attack. We cut him, man, it was a long story. But anyway, I, I just want to encourage you, pay attention to what is going on in the spirit realm. And if you're, remember the teaching we did on what are the thoughts and what are the things you're sensing right now, what's the realm of those thoughts? There are four realms that thought originates from. The Holy Spirit, you are a born again believer, I love you, you're awesome, you can do all things, it's that yay! And then there's the demonic realm. You're a loser, you're never gonna meet anybody. nobody's ever gonna listen to you. you. You think you can pray for anybody? Look at all these other people. They're getting prayed for. People have fallen out, but nobody's fallen out under you because you, know, you don't have any power. You know where that comes from, right? All right? So the demonic realm. Then there's the world. The world will be critical. 
What are they doing up there? That's just loud music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or all the crazy stuff that the courts are praying, you know, putting through now. So, and then there's the broken heart. The stuff that is in your baggage from your experiences of life that you are not freely full of yet getting rid of. Rejection, low self-esteem, insecurity, false identities, people-pleasing. Pay attention to all those things. What you're feeling, what you're sensing, mature believers have trained themselves. Hebrews 5.14, they have trained by reason of use. This is a learned skill. And so pay attention to what, because when you're in the midst of ministering and you're sensing that, you're getting a clue What's the environment that I'm now, now you'll know how to pray. I bind that spirit of rejection, bitterness, immorality, perversion. And you can interview them at that point. It's like, have you ever been involved in, um, in this, this, and this? Mm-hmm. Would you like to be free of that? Yes. And so pay attention. Sometimes you, you're thinking, what the heck's wrong with me? I'm thinking these kind of thoughts right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. Wait on the Lord. Sometimes just wait. Pray in the Holy Spirit quietly, just like peace, and let the Lord tell you what he wants to do. Test your impressions. We're going to deal with this in the, in the prophecy module, but many of you, remember Acts chapter 2 said, and Joel tells us that he's going to pour out his flesh on all, he's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh, prophecy. So when you pay real close attention, when you walk up to someone and you get an impression or a picture, and you can test that. It says, you know, I, I, have you ever had deep loss and grief in your life? I just saw like you were crying, and that you, if you miss it, hmm, okay, well, just move on. But if they, yes, that may be. So, prophetically, when we ask the Holy Spirit to bring revelation, give me what you, you know everything, Lord, about this person. And all I am is the gloves on your hand. I'm the love of your expression right now. So, Lord, what, how do you want to minister to my brother or sister here? And Lord will tell you. And man, and you know, when you've, when you've been involved, it's like, Lord, that is so precious. Like, and so, pay attention to what's happening. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and wait. Next one, Terry. Okay, what does it mean? Uh, the complete gospel of Jesus. Yeah, now this one is interesting. If you turn to 4.1, the complete gospel is healing, salvation, deliverance. And that word sozo, if you've been here any length of time, that's used 110 times. It's a Greek verb, S-O-Z-O. It's used 110 times in the New Testament. And it's, if you look at where it's dispersed, Jesus over and over again, I have lots of examples of it here scripturally, of salvation, healing and deliverance. And so if you know the scripture where it says, Jesus said in 1 John 3, 8, that Jesus came to do, destroy the works of the devil. John 14, 12, he says, greater works shall you do, because I now go to the Father. So we're supposed to do the greater works, and Jesus came, and his purpose was to destroy the works of the devil. The works of the devil are People are lost. They don't have the salvation. They don't know Jesus. They're either under the covering of the devil. You're either a child of God or a child of the devil. It's not either or. You got a little bit of the, no, it's not. You're either born again and you're saved or you're not. So part of the works of that is we need to get people saved. But then if, if that was just the case, 
that he just take us home. As soon as you're saved, boof, you're down. But you go up to heaven and you're done. But he left us here. Why? Because we're going to experience the kingdom. Right? And the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy. John, uh, Romans 14, 17, right? The, the kingdom of God is righteousness, right living, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And so when we are in this place of sharing kingdom, Jesus does this great example in Matthew 12. He says, if I cast a demon out of you, the kingdom of God has come among you. The light always wins in the darkness, right? And so when we carry the light into that place, so the gospel of Jesus is salvation, healing, and deliverance. And that's why he said, if you're a believer, the sign should follow you. Cast out demons, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover, and handle deadly things without harm. You're armed and dangerous, right? So, all right. So let's, uh, I want to get, uh, just quick, give me a few more minutes. But so you'll see there, if you look at the gospel, that's biblically what Jesus wants us to do. And, and unfortunately, there are different um, people that are teaching that, that, sal- that healing and deliverance is not for today. That is ceased with the, that's the whole cessationist philosophy, which is not biblical. Okay, next. Okay, what's the, let's go over the salvation model. Okay, the- turn with me. <laughs> um, I wanted to ha- start out with Doug, because if you hang around Doug any length of time, he burns <laughs> to tell people about the kingdom. So does this guy over here. I often kid him. I said, Pastor Willie, he goes, you know, he's like, you're going to hear a message on getting saved if you hang around him, right? And, you know, if you, you hang around Nilsa or you hang around Lisa Moore, you're going to get a teaching, right? And so there's, in the fivefold ministry, knowing the expression that you burn in, uh, there can be lots of the gifts, right? There's, there's wisdom. People give wise advice. I remember when Chester was my, one of our senior elders. Godly wise advice. So there's wisdom. There's knowledge. There's people just know some stuff. How do you know that? Right? They just do. They download. We're gonna, we'll deal with words of knowledge. Then there's um, discernment. There's people that can say, something's not right here, Pastor. What's going on in here? Right? There's that discernment. Discerning of spirits. And we need people fully equipped. So knowing what your gifts are is really important. And then cultivating that gift. Testing it. Um, and of course, there's lots of other gifts we listed. We won't well, go through that sermon we did a few weeks ago. But you might want to get CPAT if you want to see the, get, get a copy of the gifts model. And you can have it. You can take it online and get it figured out. Sign up that you were there. Yep, okay. So the salvation model, let's, let's go through. Just give me a 10 more minutes. <clears throat> if you look at page 5-4, and I'd like you to practice this. Um, I think we'll start out next week. We'll have you lead each other to Christ. We get real comfortable with um, just practicing that in boldness with your style. Um, okay, so step one of the salvation model is the interview. You notice Doug said, hey, man, I'm at the car wash, and hey, man, um, I want to talk to you about something. The Lord told me to come over and see you. And really, what, what, do, you, what do you want? You want money? What do you, what, what do you want? And uh, now I, I wanted to talk to you about the Lord. And now you may get rejected. Ah, don't talk to me about the Lord. No, I don't want that. Okay, that's fine. Don't push it. Um, there's others that will say, you know, the Lord, this is always amazing. Um, we were at, uh, we went to a restaurant Carabas, 
And uh, remember this, I took the staff, we were at Carabas, and our waitress came. The, the, the waitress came and the Lord just kept downloading to me while we we're having staff lunch that her, she had some real particular issues that she needed prayer for. She was such a sweet lady, good service, doing all that. And at the end, I finally said to her, I said, um, I won't use her name. I said, uh, do you need prayer? Because I want to pray for you. I gave her, I said, before we leave, I want you to know, we want to pray for you. Well, she came in, and what happened, Pat? She absolutely broke at the table, crying. Oh, my God, you know how much I need this. Like, she had all the smiley face on of serving, because she didn't want to bring her stuff in. She'd like to get a good tip. That's why she's there. But the Holy Spirit gave discernment that she's in a really broken place, and she needs encouragement. And man, then the ladies jumped up and they're all hugging on her. And she's, you know, oh, it was awesome. It was beautiful. And so pay attention. In the interview process, she was already saved. So you kind of think about your opener. What is this? The download is how do you want to reach this Lord for, for, for this person? Figure out the interview. How do you approach? If you were to die today, Terry, you know where you're going? I'm not positive. <laughs> I've been a good guy. You've been a good guy. I've been in church all my life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so you notice Doug kept pursuing that. Most people will, when the Holy Spirit starts moving, they'll open unless they're really broken. So the interview process, then number two is are you willing, would you like to pray? And then confession and repentance. So you notice confessing your sins, repenting of that, and then there's all kinds that you can, obviously you can ask a whole lot of specific questions that can get more and more detailed. And depending on how the Lord's leading you, they may tell you things. You know, I've been, I've been involved in this and that and I don't think God can love me. So what are you hearing? What's the spirit behind what you're hearing? Because that's how you want to pray. If you're hearing rejection or, Pastor, you don't know what I've done. I don't think God could ever forgive me. So you're telling me that the blood of Jesus is not sufficient for you. You know that's a lie. Yeah, I know, but I feel really guilty and ashamed. I know. But you know what? There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, Romans 8, 1. Would you like to not feel that condemnation? Yeah. And then, then the door is open. The heart is like open. And then it's like you're really, you're, you're gifted with someone's heart. You've got to be just really sensitive there. So that confession and repentance... And then that commitment to the surrender, don't reopen the door. Now that you've, you know, find yourself, get in the Word. Do you have a Bible? Um, do you have a church? Or would you like to come to church? We, we have a you know, place you could go. Or Friday nights, why don't you come to the revival meetings on Friday nights? And so there's that commitment, and then let's thank the Lord. And the thing that's not here, but we, like Doug did, um, Pray Luke chapter 11, which is, if an evil father knows how to give a good gift, how much more would the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who act? Don't let them leave. Yes, if you're born again, your spirit man's born again, but we're asking the Holy Spirit to land on the soul, the mind, the will, and the emotion so that you're baptized in the Holy Spirit because that's where the power comes from. You're not strong enough to defeat the devil by yourself in the flesh. And so Jesus did not begin his ministry till he was water baptized. The heavens were rent open. The Father declared his, his identity. And then he was like the dove descending on him. He's now full, Luke 4.1. Jesus now full of the Holy Spirit is led into the wilderness.
by the Holy Spirit to defeat the devil. So, yeah, you, you may have to explain, but if they're open to pray for the Holy Spirit to come, whether they have understanding or revelation, it's still, you want the house to be full. They just repented, right? And in Matthew 12, it says, if the house has been swept and cleaned and doesn't stay swept and clean, you can invite the familiar spirits back in. So you want to, at that point, at least pray or let me pray for you, but will you be willing to receive the power of the Holy Spirit? Most of them will say yes at that point. And so I just, I think that's an important part of, the, of that step. All right, what else, Terry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so here's what I would like you to do. Uh, next week, we're gonna pick up the uh, biblical basis of healing and deliverance. But would you take and read through these modules and practice yourself on yourself? So lead yourself to the Lord or, or talk to the mirror or whatever. It's like, so, and then go out there this week, whether you're at the car wash or the gym or Walmart or something, and take an opportunity in that, like, I just want to go get my groceries. No, but you're, there's a mission field right outside that door, right? And so if not, tell you what, come Thursday night at 6.30, get evangelism training and go out with the Saturate team and, and go out on the street, do street ministry. But you can do that, just practice. You could lead your dog, you know, just practice. <laughs> Get in a place familiar with, are you comfortable with this approach? How are you gonna approach people? Because you want it to become a natural part of who you are. And as you become more and more confident in this, man, the fruit, and then it's like, you'll become like Doug. It's like, you are not gonna get out of here without Doug talking to you, right? <laughs> So, so let's stand and we'll uh, thank you for being cooperative here. Um, don't miss Friday night. I think it's going to be really amazing again. And um, come and just be praying. When you come on site, would you start praying over the ground? Just start praying over the ground that, Lord, come and do. We've, we've got such an opportunity and we just are excited about what he's doing. And if you see something that, is strange or offend? Just remember, eat the meat, spit out the bones, and we'll talk about it, and we'll do our best because uh, there are there's going to be opportunities for the spirit of offense to shut things down. Yeah, don't start praying for people until we're released. But we're working through the process right now, and then if you want to go on Global's uh, the Saturate model for uh, ambassador training, sign up, pray about what you do there, and then you can volunteer with them. And so. Um, so, Lord, we thank you for... Okay, come on up, Katie. I guess Katie's going to close out for us. She's not bashful at all, right? No, I knew it was the Lord. You knew it was the Lord. Okay, we'll go right ahead there, Catherine. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just know, Lord, that you're moving. Yeah. And, Lord, we know, Lord, it doesn't have to do anything with us. That's right. It's just you and you, and you, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. And we know, Lord, that you're really moving on this property, Lord. And we're so excited, Lord. We, it's hard to contain it because we're just so happy. Yeah. Lord, answering our prayers, Lord, yes, and yes. I just pray, Lord, for the people, Lord, that are in heaven that prayed, Lord, for this. I know that they're rejoicing, and mm. we just...
Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen.